Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Monsi's here. Jay Stu's here. Ramos is here. And you, like me, yeah, you, you're here. You can be a part of this. 877-99 on Fox, right? That's the phone number. I didn't say we'll answer it. I just want to give you the phone number. You can call it, okay? Uh, You can also hit us up on Twitter, at Gottlieb Show, Instagram, at Gottlieb Show, the Doug Gottlieb Show fan page on Facebook. Um. So the last game of Matt Ryan's career, unless Nick Foles gets hurt, is the biggest collapse in the history of the NFL. Wow. That's a tough one to go out on, huh? Matt Matt Ryan's got the he's got the kind of the full gamut there. Where I mean that that that's it for him. That's it and that's all. But what's amazing about the Matt Ryan thing is, I mean, he's been the MVP of the league. He suffered the biggest collapse in the history of the Super Bowl and now in the history of the sport in the NFL. And that was his last start ever, probably ever. Yes. Ramos. I heard a lot of people say that. Oh, Matt Ryan, he was part of this collapse, that collapse. If you, let's be honest, how much of that, if you had a hundred percent, how much of that percentage would be on Matt Ryan for both of those losses? Um, Cause everybody just keeps saying it's Matt Ryan. He's part of it's like, was it Matt Ryan? I mean, he was up 33-0. He didn't play defense. What no, did he but, do something but, wrong in there that could have that I'm just I'm not saying that it's not his fault, but I'm just right. saying it seems like people are like saying it's all his fault. And I don't think it's all his fault. It's not. It's okay. 
It's in the middle. Uh, okay. But there are things that he could do, you know, um, when, you know, snap every football with one second left on the play clock. When the clock okay. is running, Valid. Snap, every, uh, snap everyone. He also, based upon his age, he's older than his play caller. Older than his play caller. So if he said like, hey, I think we should just, let's just run it, you know, as much as we can. And then let's just get out of here with the win when they're up 33 to nothing. He definitely at halftime could have had some sort of input on what they're going to do. On the other hand, with the defense, he's powerless. If he doesn't turn it over, somebody else does. He's powerless. Um, there's only so much you can ask of one human being, even if they're a quarterback. Well, they're, they're a quarterback. It is the uh, middle of the day. It's the middle of the show. Let's get to the midway. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle. The Midway. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, broadcasting from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay. So, um,. Sad news this morning at a football, especially because the timing. I mean, anytime somebody dies, it's sad. Franco Harris passed away at 72 years old. Want to know something crazy? Uh, Steelers are playing the Raiders this week, right? What is that? That's the Immaculate Reception game. It's also um, the Immaculate Reception was in 1972. Franco Harris passed away at the age of 72. But... um, Jay Stu, you came upon a topic here that you like. Go ahead. Yeah, so my experience this morning was this. You know, Franco Harris passes away. I have my own thoughts. But I got two separate text messages from friends, independent of each other, that were like, man, this, this hits me hard. Franco Harris was my guy growing up. And and I'm thinking, obviously, this speaks to my generation. What, Gen X? I'm a Gen X guy. Um, you know, who remember Franco Harris, who remember the dominant Steelers years. And I just kind of wanted to go around the room and just be like, who was your athlete? Like, who was the person that you most adored? Who was your idol growing up? Um, I could start us off. Uh, Dan Marino was my guy in the 80s. My uh, grandmother lived in uh, South Florida. And from as far back as I can remember, she just kept shipping me dolphin stuff, (laughs) whatever. Uh, Dolphin, stuffed animals, T-shirts. So like as I as I get into being into sports, like the Dolphins became my team, and that was right around the time that uh, Dan Marino kind of came into the league, and I I was a big Marino guy all through his career. Sucks that he went to the Super Bowl in his second year and lost to Joe Montana, but um, he was a one of a kind, right? He was he was a dominant quarterback in a in a league that uh, largely ran the ball. And played defense. Uh, Dan Marino was was uh, stuck out. He would do well in, in today's football. I think. I'd be amazing in today's football. Dan the man too. Also, great nickname. Great nickname. I, that's one of the, it was a geek out moment when I was at CBS, and I remember I never forget. You know, the first time you do a CBS show, it's like in December, and you know the NFL guys are. You have like a Saturday basketball game. You do like six minutes, and then they come on afterwards and. You're in a green room with Dan Marino. <laughs> You're sitting there going like, I'm sitting next to Dan Marino. That's great. Uh, yeah, now, was... He didn't have the permullet at that point, right? He had an amazing uh, permullet in the no, 80s. No, he still oh. had, he always rocked the perm, not as big a perm, but it was still, you know, his, 
the 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 lettuce was it was a full head of lettuce. It's no question. The midway. But what about you, Ramos? You're a little bit older. Who's your guy? I Nolan, had... Nolan Cromwell. No, but cl- close. Um, Jack Youngblood for the Rams. I love. I had his jersey, eighty-five, and uh, I loved Jack Youngblood, uh, who, by the way, follows me on Twitter. Just FYI. Um, Name dropper. <laughs> uh, so I love Jack Young, but he was my favorite Ram of all time and uh, just loved him. And also on baseball side, uh, Fernando Valenzuela. When I was growing up, 11, 12 oh, years old, Fernando was the man. Fernando Mania? I was part of all of that stuff. I loved going to Dodger games to watch him pitch. And uh, I, I, I feel like he had maybe three or four really, really good years, and then he kind of Kind of faded away after that, if you really think about it. I mean, well, he's supposed to be like nineteen when he was yeah. Mania. I don't buy that one. No, for a he's second. probably older than that. Yeah, and but he used to do like the no looker, right? Right. Like he'd he'd look he'd up like, to the heavens. Yeah. Uh, before and then he all of a sudden, find the zone. That was amazing. And he threw a pitch that I don't think is a pitch that's really great on your arm—a screwball. Yes. Because you turn the ball over and it's really bad on your elbows. So, uh, but Fernando Valenzuela, Jack Youngblood, those were my idols growing up as a as a kid. Monty? All right. Well, I'm a big basketball fan. So growing up, I was like, I just want to be like Allen Iverson on the court. He was short, you know, in comparison, and I'm short. So I I love Allen Iverson. I have an Allen Iverson 76ers jersey that still fits me because when I was little, I bought a bag and I still wear it. I, AI, the answer, I loved, loved him, loved him. Wanted to be just like him with my handles. Man, it speaks to so it speaks to how we've evolved um, as a society. That Allen Iverson got such a a bad uh, rap back then for how he looked and and the right. tats and everything else, and he was the target of so many uh, conservatives who were just like outwardly racist in their views against the totally. kid. Totally, uh, but game changer in basketball, boy. Uh, loved him. <laughs> Not a big Allen Iverson guy. Get out of here. Because That's worse than saying that John doesn't like soup. I play I played against him in college. Like I, I just he he took terrible shots. <laughs> and, uh it was I, I didn't love Iverson. I, you know, he the the he was ama- an amazing talent. Amazing talent. Uh there was a lot of Russell Westbrook there where high volume guy and if you had him in any other role other than the guy he struggled. Um I don't think yeah, I mean, like, look, dude. If you if you really want to get down to it, cornrows and and cornrows is that's it's prison culture. So I don't think it was as much an attack on Iverson as much as like, why are we emulating people in prison, right? Um, but I do know Allen Iverson, and I, he's got some issues, some demons that obviously I think people are, are pretty well aware of. And I, the one I know, uh, he's an immensely likable guy. His problem was not um, likability. His problem was like that dude loved to go to the club, loved to go to the casino, and just then loved to just hoop. And I do wonder how great he could have been had he lined that stuff out. But that, yeah. that's like nitpicking because he was an amazing talent. Yeah. Like ama- some guys, Monsi, are quick. Some mm-hmm. guys are fast. He was both. Yeah. Like yeah. Jason Kidd was the fastest guard I'd ever seen. Um, I would say there's a guy named Kenny Bruner who's the quickest guard I'd ever seen. Uh, Allen Iverson was in both of their class in terms of quickness and overall speed. He was remarkable. Yeah. Um, my guys were uh, in basketball, in college, Bobby Hurley. That was my guy. I just love Bobby Hurley. 
coach's son, dad's from Jersey, my dad's from New York, uh, past first point guard. Um, like me, he's not particularly good looking um, and just gave people the business for years. So he was awesome. And then pro-wise, I like Larry Bird. And mm-hmm. I liked him because he was awesome and he talked trash, but also because I grew up in Orange County and everybody liked the Lakers. And that's when the contrarian in me first peaked its head just because I just couldn't like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the Laker thing. So I was a Celtics guy. Love Larry Bird. Um, football wise, football wise, I love Joe Montana. He was so <laughs> cool. Joe cool. Like what a great, what a great one. And then, and then baseball, it was Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. Those are the dudes. Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. They were awesome with the Mets. The Midway. Yes, Ramos. Do you think that Bobby Hurley's NBA career would have been different had he not gotten in that car accident? Yeah, when he was in hard Sacramento. To tell, okay. Hard to tell because he was still in the era where a true point guard could 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 function, you know, like he'd struggle in this one because of his size and guarding people. Uh, I would, I look, I, do I think he would have been a great player? No. Uh, could he have been a really good player? Like, yeah, I just, he was never the shooter of a Steve Nash and granted Nash, the era changed and he, you know, it was an offense, but he was a better defensive player and a better passer than Nash. So I, I would say, yes, it would definitely be better than it was, but would it be great? I don't think so. And did, and just so to make it clear on the record, uh, one of the reasons you like him is because he he's not good looking. Is that what yes. you said? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I heard. Yeah, no, that's, that's accurate. <laughs> I said not good looking like me. Yes. Right, like you don't like I emulate some guy who's like super good looking. Like you're never going to be that good looking. I think you sell yourself short, Doug. Right, like that's like precious. oh, who's favorite? Like I I can't sit there and and, and get my inner Ryan Reynolds on. My, did I, ever, I don't know. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you this one. Like Hayes and I, we were sitting there. We oh, we were watching. We went to watch the new uh, Wakanda Forever or whatever. And he goes, "Dad, you, you know I'm straight, right?" I go, "Yeah, whatever, dude." And he goes, uh, "But Ryan Reynolds, he's that's a good looking man, isn't he?" I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, he is. He's really good looking." Like, and he's funny, he's, which just makes it a million times better. He's yeah, he's uh, he's something. Um, any others? Good-looking lo- men, or what? We're good on good-looking. Oh, okay. This guy was a really good-looking guy. In fact, he was like he was one of the guys that played it smart. Like he didn't get married his entire big league career, and he took full advantage of Derek it. Derek Jeter, George Brett. Oh, my guy growing up was George Brett. I don't know what it was. I played third base. Stud. Um, taught myself how to bat like him, um, and I just loved his lifestyle. Loved his attitude. Kind of like you and Dan Marino, I got a chance to meet him a couple times when he came by the studio. Um, but yeah, George Brett was my guy in baseball. Uh, what about I? I love I, I didn't I don't know enough about him, but I used to love Brooks Robinson. Plus, I love the name Brooks Robinson. Just great name, great name, right? Great name. Um, Wally Joyner, right? Remember Wally <laughs> World? Wally World. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you a guy I emulated Jim Abbott. Jim Great Abbott. story. Great was story. Was a no hitter with one hand? Like what? The midway. I don't think he's mentioned enough. I don't think so either. As as being a professional athlete, being what forty feet from home plate with use of one arm. Right. Yeah. Seems less than optimal, suboptimal there, huh? What do you think? 
That's I agree. One. Great guy, too. Ramos, do you have any other idols or only uh, only Jack Young? No, I was going to say I'm Magic, you know, obviously Magic. growing up. Magic owned L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't owned think. Owned L.A. I thought the Lakers could never lose when I was in those Showtime years. They, they were so good. Obviously, the, the Celtics and, and Lakers rivalry was one of the top ever in basketball. And st- even today, like, even though the Celtics are good this year and the Lakers have been here and there, but even when they weren't good, like in the 90s, it's still Celtics-Lakers. Like, you still said, oh, it's Celtics-Lakers. Even if you knew they weren't both good teams, that's the rivalry kept itself going even because of that. But now they're, they're back being good or better than, than those years, obviously. So, Yeah. Ah, when you're a little kid, it's really interesting when you're a little kid. It was so different then, though, you know? Because you didn't watch everybody. Like, never in your life would you watch a Dallas Mavericks game unless they played the Lakers. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you, I didn't I didn't know anything about Stockton and Malone until they played the Lakers in the NBA playoffs. I think it was Stockton's second or third year or something in the old Salt Palace. Like, no, you never saw them. You only saw your own home market guys. And here, the home market guys, were they were the best guys in the NBA, right? But other baseball teams, I only saw the Mets because my dad was a huge Mets fan. And I became a Mets fan because of it. So, all right, that's the Midway. The Midway. And just so you know, the Midway, we just, we just try to do fun stuff. And I, I wanted to do like a, maybe a soup hierarchy, but then Ramos didn't like soup. Except, <laughs> except the four. Except bisque. <laughs> Cream of tomato. Cream of mushroom. Cream of mushroom. And clam chowder. And clam chowder. We'll By go, the way, the there's no such... Menu, uh, Man- Manhattan clam chowder is not clam chowder. Okay. That's the red stuff. That like, What is that? What is that? I'll, I'll give you one that I don't know if it's technically a soup, but I like the liquid of it. I love gumbo, but I don't, I don't need the rice. I just love the... Whatever that is. Is that gravy or is that gr- whatever that is? It's so good. It is good. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Jason Stiff uh, listened to this show. Jason is... um, Action News Chief Meteorologist in uh, Chico and Redding. Big, there was a big fire up there, wasn't there? Hope everybody's safe up there. I hadn't eaten it before, before moving to Santa Barbara. But um, what is it? Anderson's 1924 in Buellton has this amazing sp- split pea soup. Huge bread bowl, great toppings, definite winner. I miss that pace, place at Pea Soup Inn. Um, we, I bring it up because I was trying to do a soup hierarchy and John Ramos said I didn't like soup. And then he mentioned four soups that he did like is split pea soup when you like. I would say I would try it, Doug. I can't I don't think I've tried it before, but I'm one of the people that will try something and then I'll give you my advice. Try I'm, it. Yeah. You're one of You'll those like people, it. John. Yeah. <laughs> Go try it. A lot of people You'll just like say it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I go, well, have you ever tried it? Like, no, I just don't like it. Like, well, try it first. And then if you don't like it, I'll run with you on that. I like split pea soup. Uh, I do. My mother served split pea soup our entire childhood. It has a smell. I liked it to a certain point, and then I just hated it. And I don't like peas. That's what's weird. Uh. I would do the soup, but I wouldn't eat the peas. Aren't, Aren't the peas mushed in there? And then like a puree? No, that's what I'm saying. I would I would eat the soup, but if you were to serve me peas for dinner at some oh, point, oh, I would yeah. just not eat the peas. <laughs> it, was, it was a weird thing for me. Uh, Dan and Jeremiah joins us. Move the Sticks is the podcast. Um, we got a couple of things that we've been ruminating on. Uh, Franco Harris dies at 72. Who is your guy growing up? Who is like your, this is my favorite athlete. Any sport, your guy. Uh, not a surprise to you, Tony Gwynn. Um, he was kind of my favorite athlete going up in San Diego was it was two guys it was Tony Gwynn and Junior Seau those are the those are the two guys and and by the wait I, I do we lose him I mean we just got to really good interesting stuff and then all of a sudden he went um Tony Gwynn's amazing I'll tell you this is my 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 Tony Gwynn interaction is this my brother was an assistant at San Diego State for eight years and he would say, he, I mean, to this day, he's, he's coaching, actually, we could watch their game this afternoon. He would say, like, it's not just that he's arguably the greatest hitter of our lifetime, but he was an incredible guy, right? Obviously, he played basketball at San Diego State, too, but, like, you could, he'd come to basketball practice and watch and listen, and he'd, he'd invite people out. Like, he was an amazing, amazing guy. Uh, that's, a, that's a good pull there. Tony Gwynn should have been on my list. Should have been on my list. Okay. Uh, are you a soup guy? Uh, yeah. So I, I do enjoy soup. However, if you were going to rank soups, yeah, uh, split pea soup would be, if not at the bottom, uh, it's it could see it from where it's located on my list. What's top of your list? Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a classic. So you know, I I like uh, a chicken noodle is still my number one. I actually like really like matzo ball soup. Yeah, um, it's basically is, uh, is a good soup. And then 
I used to be able to do the cheddar broccoli, but then, you know, you get a little bit older, your stomach rebels on that one. But I did yep. used to like it. Potato soup is good. Oh. Um, These are hearty soups, soups for a San Diego guy. Just from when you travel? I know, but I was born I was born in Indiana. So, like, you know, growing up, we still enjoyed some Midwestern food. It's good. These are good answers. Uh, 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 just, you know, Ramos does not like soup. He told me does not like soup. Except... Uh, cream of tomato, mushroom, potentially a bisque, a clam chowder. That's right. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. He likes creamy soups. That's that. that that's what he likes. Um, uh-huh. All right. Let okay. me get to the Chargers since you do cover them. Uh, this was a, this was the rare opposite game of n- normally Herbert plays well, they lose. They they all don't play well around him. The rest of the team seem to play pretty well. Definitely the defense. Granted, they're not going up against. You know, you're not going against the greatest show on turf. Whereas Herbert didn't play well until that incredible throw um, late late in the game. What was what were your thoughts watching the Chargers play? Yeah, they were, every drive they were kind of just you know one play away. They have the two picks, you know, the two turnovers that take place, you know, in the red zone. So that cost them points, and they were great defensive plays. I mean, Herbert, you know, bit locked on, but nonetheless, you give them credit. It was uh, it was impressive defensive plays on their part, and then you just had like. He had one drive where he hits Keenan down the seam. It's going to be a huge chunk play. It's initially ruled a catch, you know, and he didn't catch it, so that gets called back. You have a penalty that just knocks you off, uh, you know, off schedule. It was just kind of one one play per drive that just is kind of it's kind of destroying their their groove and their rhythm. And then, you know, of course, at the end of the game when you had to have it, he makes a ridiculous, you know, just a ridiculous throw. But I came out of those two games, even though. You know, uh, you know, Miami was high flying for sure. But even though when you look at Tennessee offensively, a little bit challenged, a lot of injuries on defense. But I think the uh, the fact that defense has played well two weeks in a row it, it gives you a little confidence as they come down the home stretch. There are a lot of people critical of the play calling. Um, I, you know better than I do that there's all kinds of challenges that go into that play calling, right? If you don't have your yeah. star left tackle, it's kind of hard to hold the ball and throw the ball downfield, right? If you don't have, so they've had injuries, but. You know, they've had Mike Williams and Keenan the past two weeks, along with Austin Eckler. Uh, they had Parm last week as well. So you're now you're having all your weapons back. What, how, what is fair in terms of Joe Lombardi's, the, the criticism Joe Lombardi's got? Well, I think you, you look at it, especially the Miami game. You know, you have the deep shot dialed up uh, with Mike Williams. You, you, you're starting to see that element come back into the offense. And I don't think it's a mystery that you get Mike Williams back in there. You know, I, Trey Pipkins, and I don't think the you know, general public realizes it played really well at right tackle for them this year. So when he was out of the lineup, that was uh, that was a tough deal. And they also, you know, went through a stretch of games where they haven't had Corey Lindsley. So you don't have your offensive line. You don't have your vertical stretch guy. I don't know why everybody was so shocked that they weren't getting the ball deep down the field. Uh, I think that element's coming back. Um, and I think you'll consider continue to see that as we uh, as we go through here in these last three games. But I felt like he was a little unfairly criticized. A lot of that stuff falling on Lombardi, I thought was a little unfair. What do you think of this story that the Packers are now? Lafleur Le- 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 saying he didn't explain well enough what he meant when he told Monday Night Football production meeting that the offense only began meeting together a few weeks ago. There's these weird stories trickling out about the Packers and the functionality of their offense as a unit. What do you think of them? Well, I think initially you had pushback from Aaron, you know, when they went in there. You remember that first year, and it was how much freedom would he have at the line of scrimmage? And then they went and had abundant success, and all those stories kind of went away. 
And now, you know, not a surprise as they're having a poor year. I think you start to hear some of this stuff trickle out about how everybody's not on board and maybe not so buttoned up and there's some issues that exist. I mean, I, I don't think that's I think that's unusual, Doug, really, with any sport. When you have a team that's that's uh, that's won a bunch and all of a sudden start to go south, you start hearing stuff like this come out. Um, there's there's talk with the Ravens fans, not the Ravens. Hey, we need to get rid of Greg Roman. That's why the offense isn't isn't functioning. Isn't that an offense though that Lamar Jackson is at his best in? Well, you know. I I, I do. I agree with you in the sense that when he's running and the run game is cranked up, then that's when they're at their best. Um, they they have had some injuries at the wide receiver position, but again, this is an issue that's gone back 20 years. They have long struggled to evaluate that position and add talent to that position. So you're trying to throw it. You don't have wide receivers. Um, it doesn't really fit their identity. I think it's a mixture of you know of personnel issues as well as not necessarily, you know, doing what's what's best for them. I know the fans are frustrated, but, you know, getting J.K. Dobbins back and them running the football is their best course of action. No question about it. Um, uh, Brock Purdy, what's your level of belief in him as they get ready for the playoffs? I don't think he has to do a ton, you know. I, I feel like there's the, the, you're almost not allowed to have this take, which is I think he's – uh, you know, I think he's doing a nice job. I still think he's very average in terms of his tools and his ability, but I don't think they're going to ask him to do a whole heck of a lot. I think they can win. I think they went to a Super Bowl with Garoppolo. Um, I don't see why they couldn't advance deep in, in this playoff and an NFC that basically is the Philadelphia Eagles and then a bunch of very average teams. Um, I, I don't see why they couldn't make a deep run with him. And I say that, and and I'll also tell you that I don't think he's a great player, and I don't think he's going to be a great player that, that some people have already cast him as. Why not? I think he's limited. I think the tools are very limited. You know, I, It's somewhat similar to Mac Jones last year when he was having some success. Um, at, at the end of the day, defenses are going to put you in positions and force you to make certain throws, and I don't know that he's going to be able to make those. Now, when their offensive line stays healthy and all the skill position around them, uh, guys stay healthy and the defense is cranked up, and like the game last week, his first 12 throws, none of them had to travel more than, I think, 12, 13 yards down the field. Yeah, he's going to be fine. But eventually, there's going to come a time where you have to make some of those big throws, and I just don't know that he's going to be able to do that. We'll, we'll see. I, I root for him because he's a great kid, and he's, he's tough, and um, everything you hear about him is, is awesome. But I just I don't know that the tools are there. Yeah, I, I, would, I would tend to agree. There's, there's some critical criticism of Dak uh, that – that Dak is overpaid, that Dak is the, the limiter for the Cowboys. He did have a couple interceptions this past week. Uh, what's your overall sense of how good Dak is? Well, I, you know, he's had the, uh, the thumb injury, right? And then I, I look at sometimes just the ball, boy, it's coming off of his hand all that great. Um, so, I don't know, that was, I was just thinking about the other day, just watching a couple of balls that just weren't as tight or a little bit loose. Um, but, you know, I, I still think – he, his his high end is really is really high. You know, you put him up there with some of the elite guys when he's at his best. But there's been a little bit more of a streaky nature to him um, recently. So it's hard to make it through the through the gauntlet in the postseason, Doug. If you're if you're streaky, you know, you've got to be a little bit more steady. You've got to have that high high end ability, but you got to be steady along the way, and that's part worries me a little bit. Do, does Tom Brady play football next year? That's a great question. I don't think he does in Tampa, 
Um, you know, I, I think it does make some sense. I've heard it floated out there about the 49ers. Um, you know, I could see that because they have the things that he would need in terms of, of the offensive line, the run game support that he would definitely need at this point in time. Um, so I could I could see that maybe one year, one final year there with the Niners and go try and chase the Super Bowl. And even if they like Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, it allows them to just kind of be around the greatest of all time for a year. Maybe that helps them going forward. Are you a buyer in a Justin Fields future? I, 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 I buy into his future, but I also – buy into the fact that he can't keep this up in terms of the, just the sheer volume of running. You know, he's just not physically going to hold up running this much. They have to do it now. That's why they're doing it. They can't move the ball if they don't. Um, they're not going to be able to score points if they don't put a lot of that on him with his legs. But that has a little bit of a shelf life. He's going to have to dial that back, and they're going to have to give him a lot more help. No, they're absolutely going to have to give him a lot more help. And what's interesting about it is, I agree, right? Like, you're out there running for your life, and their design runs – and at some point, but my, my issue is always, that's a hard shift to make when you've played this way and you continue to play that way, you know, from college and the pros and okay, now we need you to, we'll get you better weapons, but now we need you to not look to run nearly as much. You do create some habits there that are hard to get out of. Well, but I would argue that when he was at Ohio state, he was almost a little bit of a reluctant runner. It wasn't like Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts would look for it and go. Um, Justin Fields wanted to play more from the pocket. He he was a little bit reluctant, even though he's an incredible athlete with big-time, big-time speed. And I think he even started off his NFL career a little bit reluctant. And then they realized they can't get a first down. So they had to, to fully you know get him on board with running the heck out of the football, and that's opened up some shot plays in the past game as well. Um, but I actually think that he would prefer to go back to playing the way he did at Ohio State, which he's been unable to do there because they simply don't have anybody to get open and get the ball to. Yeah, there. I mean, not not a lot around him, but he does. No, he hasn't. He has at least one the fan base where they think he's the dude. If they can put some people around, him. we'll see. It's going to be fascinating to see what um what what's your takeaway from the Bills surviving the Dolphins? High level game, but a little closer than I thought it would be considering the weather. Yeah, it's you know it's kind of weird to say it come out of that game, but I almost came away more impressed. You know, the statement was made more by the Dolphins that they were in that game and winning that game uh, late. Caught me a little bit by surprise, and I thought the Bills would, would handle them and maybe even kind of run them out of the building, which they absolutely didn't do. But there's also the other aspect of Buffalo is that even if they're not great and even if they slog around and struggle a little bit, when you get into the fourth quarter, that you know, Josh Allen can take the game over. He did it with his legs, you know, in that one. It's just he is such a nightmare to defend because of all the different things he can do. And just kind of get the sense if, if you get into a tight game with him and it gets late, he's just going to find a way to make a play. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen anything like what happened with the Patriots? That play? Yeah. No. The only thing that I was thinking of, there was a, the interesting aspect of it was – Remember in college, I don't remember, it was got to be a few years ago, but there was a kind of a trick play on a kickoff return where you had a, uh, you know, you had blue on blue uniform, right? And the end zone was blue. So the guy would go lay down in the yes. blue end zone and yep. nobody would see him. Like Chandler Jones in Jacoby Myers' defense, Chandler Jones was with the silver and black on the silver and black middle of the field logo. And he did kind of get camouflaged in there a little bit. I could see how maybe he didn't see him in there. Uh, plus, but, plus, no, like, shouldn't he have been? I mean, honestly, shouldn't Chandler Jones been pursuing the ball, chasing the play? Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the other question that's never been asked. Like, why wasn't he chasing the play? Um, but the other side of it, you know, and this has been said, it's not. I'm not the first one to say it, but like, what do you think Mac Jones is going to do with that thing? Like, what's he going to do if he gets that ball? It's like throwing him a punt 
with no blockers. Like that. Good luck. Well, my guys were killing Mac Jones for the tackle attempt. Like, wait, you're sitting there. You have no run up, and Chandler Jones, who's six four, six five, two hundred sixty pounds, is running with long arms and big hands. Like that's what we all look like trying to tackle him. Who also happens to have a wrestling background, and whose brother was the baddest man on the planet. Like you're not winning that one. No, no, no. Here. It wasn't a strong look for Mac Jones, right? It's not going to endear him in the locker room, but I would not apply. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. At least he didn't get his pads on him. Like, you know, it was just a stiff arm. Probably didn't hurt that bad. Right. And at least he didn't get hurt either, right? Like those. Yeah. Those. What are the Patriots? That's the only win the Patriots took on that play. What do you think? What what do the Patriots do moving forward? I don't know, man. They're kind of, they're kind of stuck right now, in my opinion. You know, I, I think they're, they're kind of stuck with that, you know, 500-ish type football team. And I think, you know, in my opinion, I think that's kind of what you have in a quarterback and that's kind of what you have in a roster. Um, I just can't see how long Belichick's going to want to stay around and be a 500 team. Like, how long does he want to do that? I don't know. I don't know. All right, well, Merry Christmas to you. You, get, you won't get Christmas at home, but you don't, they don't play until Monday. So that'll be – you'll get a little bit more time than you would if your game was on Christmas. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. We appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. It's nice to see that the Mets have tried to. At least there's another team trying to compete with the Padres. At least there's one out there. <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Doug Gottlieb, Show Fox Sports Radio, live at the Tyrac.com studios. You know, it's interesting. It's like 
Um, we kind of got into a little bit of discussion about Allen Iverson, who's Monsi Bolaños' favorite athlete when she was, she was growing up. And we were talking about, and Jay Stu was talking about how he felt like he was judged by people who was racist in nature that they were judging Allen Iverson, right, in, in the way he dressed and carried himself, whatever. And what I said was that part of it was, whether it was the cornrows or pants or whatever, or the dress, it was, remember, you're coming off of Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan changed the culture of the NBA in that he wore a suit and tie to every press conference. And when Jordan left the league, there was this, why are they, that, that, was, the, that was the narrative, was why is the NBA embracing, you want to call it hip-hop, and then some called it prison culture, right? So that was, and if, if that is inherently racist in nature, Jason, which is what you, you said, you didn't imply, you said, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was. I think it's more again the context of the time was and this is this is early 2000s, right? Or when Jordan Jordan retires late 90s, that next era really struggled to find uh, a mainstream audience because Jordan was so corporate, so buttoned up and delivered all the time and the next generation was younger and different. Fair? Way different. I think yeah. that was the first comment I made in that segment was it tells you how much we've evolved as a society in just the last 25 years. People would say on on camera and on microphones stuff that you just can't say about Iverson, his look, and what he represents. Uh, there was a magazine cover that took out all the tattoos, right? You can't do that. Well, if you remember, um, there was a high school rule in Ohio that, that you had to cover up your tattoos. That's why LeBron James had uh, the, the, the sports tape on his arms when he played high school basketball in Ohio, I believe. Tattoos weren't legal. You could not perform a tattoo in Oklahoma until like, I'm going to say 10 or 15 years ago. Real, real, real story. Yeah, um, I, we've it, evolved. It is, we, we, yes. I mean, look, tattoos have been around for a long time, so I don't know if we've evolved or, 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 or what we've done, but we've definitely, yes, our perception of things is very, very different. I, I'll go with evolved. I'll go with that. Let's get to the press. The press. Monty didn't leave you a lot of time. Get in what you can get in. Oh, it's all good. All right, let's talk about Aaron Judge because the Yankees today at their news conference announcing his new nine-year, $360 million contract also announced that he's now the 16th captain in team history and the first since Derek Jeter. And this is what Aaron Judge had to say about that. I was kind of lost at words. I don't think I said anything for, it felt like five minutes, but it was probably only a couple of seconds. But I was just pretty taken back because that is you know, such an incredible honor. Like I said, you look back on this list of individuals who've, who've had this title, it's, it, it's, it's such an honor. I'm you know, just really blessed to you know, be a part of this organization again for nine more years and finish my career here. What do you think, Doug? I don't like anybody being given the captain title. It should be voted on by the players. So I, I know it's all a part of a negotiated deal, and I get it, and it's a great honor, and maybe it's different because it's the New York Yankees, but I don't know me. The captain should be voted a captain by the players. The players say he's the captain, then he's the captain. But what if they did? What if they're all like, yeah, he's great. We it's love him. It's the offseason. <laughs> but, you know, we... All right. Okay. All right. Real quick. Let's get this other one. LaShawn McCoy on Speak said this yesterday about Dak. First of all, Dak is ass. Right? Can I say on TV? Because he is ass. You can say whatever you want on Okay. That's one thing. This is the second game that he's just lost mm. by throwing picks. 
He threw two picks to the, pa- the, the, uh, the Packers. He goes on and on and on. What do you have to say about that, Doug? Well, Tony Dungy came out. and, and mm-hmm. You guys talked about, about it, yeah. And, I mean, basically respectfully disagreed. I just, why are we calling an, a professional athlete ass? On TV? <laughs> yeah, I don't really get that one. Oh, he um, goes on and on about it, too. Oh, I, 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 I know he does. No, I know he does. Give me... Uh, we don't have time for more. In the bonus podcast coming up, you can download that one. More discussion on the Carlos Correa thing and Aaron Rodgers lying. Next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.